podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Hi, you're on speakerphone. Hi. You're on you're, you're on headphones. No one can hear you. It's a secret. Oh, cool. Yeah. No one will ever hear what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because we're talking about missing women today. Oh, yeah. That actually goes with it. I feel like really actually very tired and low energy today. So That same. Oh, you too? Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, was like, like, I was thinking that when I woke up, I was just like, blah. And it's so nice out. I'm trying to get like energized by sitting outside. But Oh, I was afraid it was like I might have caught something at the Bates Motel. Oh, you know, it's like so weird. But I, we were, I was like talking to my family yesterday and all of us were talking about it seems like everyone is sick, but like with not COVID. Like everyone's like getting the flu like, uh-huh. all this shit is going around. It's, like, really weird. I um, hope you're not sick. I hope I'm not sick, too, because people yeah. at my work are sick. Oh, people at your work are sick? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, negative COVID tests. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't... No one around me is sick, but, like... Uh, so, anyway... Oh, wait, I should be... We're listening... You're listening to Two Hosts from Delco? Um, it might as well be we're listening because, like, we get like 20 listens an episode, but it's an intimate podcast. Uh, but we also we appreciate our 20 listeners, and yeah, we're sorry that we only record an episode a month, but that just makes our episodes that much more valuable. Absolutely, it's like supply and demand, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do more than one episode a month if you have 20 listeners. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We could, I mean, if you think about it, we could do two, we could only do like every two months if we have like 20 (laughs) listeners. Um, but anyway, but like the Bates Motel is like a Delco like thing, haunted house that. Where is it located? I've never been there. Maureen, we went there when we were in high school. You drew a comic about it. You drew a comic about it. Remember that haunted house comic? that was the Bates Motel? Yeah. Is it, like, outside kind of in, like, a field? Yeah. It's it's on, oh, like, a okay. farm. Yeah. All right. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You've been there. Oh. Okay. And, and um, you you do, like, the haunted hayride. We did that. And uh, the, the haunted house. Nice. That's fun. So, well, I mean, you completely forgot about it. So, I don't know. I don't know. How fun it was. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, I didn't. I had a great time, and 20 Good. years later, I wanted to take my niece there. And uh, my niece really likes haunted houses, too. She had actually already been there, so this was her second visit this season. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, it was really fun, but it's re- weird because of COVID. Uh, yeah, so how is it? What happened? It's re- It's really crowded. It's like nothing happened. 
Yeah, and we're like indoors with a bunch of people screaming. Um, it was like part of me was kind of like so. Part of me was like, "This is really dumb." Because the other thing I was like, "Yeah, it is." How many people? Um, because the thing says if you're not vaccinated, wear a mask, and there were like maybe a few people wearing masks, but like nobody's gonna wear a mask if they don't have to, and. Like, uh, it's, and I don't know, I'm like going, I'm hanging out with like, really like it's a lot of teenagers and stuff like that. They don't care if they're sick. They're going to go to the haunted house. Um, oh yeah. They're, I feel like that age, like they are so over this shit. Like they're just fucking bullshit. Oh, they, yeah. Um, I had definitely. a 22 year old say to me that she felt like the masks actually like are bad. Cause like they, like you don't get like the germs you're supposed to get to like make your immune system stronger or like like how little kids like have to crawl on the floor and like put their hands in their mouth oh yeah it's like i was like i was like yeah and may i just add if you listen to a podcast from like a year ago i'm like screaming about how you're a fucking piece of shit if you don't wear a mask right but like yeah it's like she was saying that and i was like well yeah like it's been two years i mean i think like the masks are a good idea but i don't know i don't i think i've been sucked into the mask psychosis and it's just like it is what it is now well, I mean, we're just, like, sick of it, but also, yeah. like, but I do have to say, like, I wear a mask cleaning houses, and I haven't gotten sick in, like, two years. I haven't gotten sick either, which is great, but, like, at the same time, when you do get sick, is it gonna, like, slam you? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, like, I had to clean for this woman um, who was sick. And she was, like, disgustingly sick, like, coughing, just, like, fucking gross. And, of course, she's home, you know. Um, and I had to clean up all her, like, snotty shit. And it was oh, gross. I know. And I was, like. That's ridiculous. I know. I was, like, please don't get me sick. Like, because, like, I mean, if I get sick, I have to get tested before I can work. And I don't get sick days. Yeah. So, it's, like, if I get sick, yep. I, I, like. You're yeah. But in any case, um, but I wear gloves and I wear a mask and I, t I didn't get sick. And I really think it was because I was wearing a mask and I wear gloves. Probably. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's how doctors don't get sick when they're working on sick patients. Yeah. It's, I mean, when people say the masks are not effective, I have a major problem with that. Yes, they're fucking effective. They are. But I also, <laughs> I see that point with kids, like, at being uh. in school all day wearing masks and stuff, like how they might not yeah. be getting exposed to like other stuff like our children are gonna have like weaker immune systems than us because of this i don't know stunting our scientists but i'm yeah. curious to know what a scientist would say yeah that's weird but um yeah anyway um i hope i didn't get sick at the base motel because i do feel really run down i don't feel sick i just feel like really fucking tired like I mean, I, too, I don't, I mean, I feel like I get like this in the fall, and also this is a bad allergy time for me, so like, my allergies just make me feel like shit in general. Mm hmm Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate I that, know, too. I start to get tired around this time. Yeah, same here. I remember so. this happening to me last year, like, is this, like, the new thing? I can barely make it through winter fully awake. Because I take, like, vitamin D supplements now, so I'm hoping that makes it better, but... You can try a happy light. You go online and get one of those uh, super bright lights that you sit in front of for like a half hour a day. Actually, I really should do that. Um, yeah. I did it in the past and it helps. It helps with seasonal depression. I just so don't want to be. Just, like, 
What? Go ahead. I just don't want to be tired all the time. Yeah, they, they, the lights can help you. If you just go on Amazon, you can order one. They're probably, like, for a good one. It's, like, a little bit. I mean, it's probably, like, 50 bucks because you don't want to, like, skimp out. But, yeah. Um, I'll put it on my Christmas better list. Better than, like, being on Zoloft or something. Gus, yeah. are you listening to this? Seasonal Depression Light. It's, like, 50 bucks. I want it for Christmas. Okay. Yeah, good call. That's a good Christmas ask. It'll yeah. help you. Yeah, because it's also, like, a Christmas asks are, like, things that I want that are probably, like, too expensive to, like, really spend the money yeah. on, but you should, and it's, like, it would be a nice mm-hmm. thing, so, yeah. Yeah, a good one, like, you're looking at 50 to 100 bucks, and, like, you have to definitely, because there's, like, a certain amount, I don't know what the, like, measurement is of, like, lice, but it's, like, it has to be, like, 10,000 IUs or something, which uh-huh. actually might be the right number, but I suggest looking it up to see, because there's, like, a minimum that it has to be to actually work for seasonal depression, because um, I feel like they sell cheaper ones that are, like, not what you need. Yeah. Are you getting this, Gus? Good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I they still have the pyrotechnics. That's I think the best thing about the Bates Motel, like the most over the top, is they have like I don't know. You don't remember this, but I only really remember because you drew this comic. And do you remember this comic that you drew? I remember the comic. I yeah. just didn't know that place was called the Bates Motel. Like I remember going oh, yeah. on that hayride. I remember being at that place. I remember like drinking apple cider, hot apple cider there. Um, well, I remember at the end of your comic, there was like this, and this really happened at the end of the hayride. There was like this like dragon head that came out of the woods and breathed fire down on us. <laughs> and like in your comic, I forgot about that. in your comic, like our friend Scott, like his hair got Scott's caught on fire, hair got caught on fire in the comic. <laughs> which was really funny because Scott was like prematurely losing his hair at that age. Yeah. But he didn't. <laughs> He didn't tell anyone, like, he kept it a secret, like, that's the thing about it, yeah, so, the fact that I, like, drew that, like, I don't know if he ever saw, but at the time, Jesus Christ, like, I really hope I didn't like her. (laughs) No, he never saw that comic, no, that was just for me and you. Yeah. (laughs) But wait, how did, how did he, how was he keeping it a secret? Like, cause you can't. I feel like he wore like a. I don't know, Hats. but I like. I feel like there was a hairpiece involved. I don't. He know. wore I, a hairpiece. Whoa. I think so. That's the only way that I can like. And that I've. I. I don't. I'm not gonna <laughs> so... speculate, especially on a fucking podcast. Like, um, this guy is very nice guy. <laughs> oh, he's so guy, sweet. And, yeah. Um, yeah. We had really nice. And... <laughs> we had really nice guy friends. Deserve to be like made fun of for that because the thing is, we would have like loved him anyway. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it was just you like a, it was just That's why it's funny. you were killing everyone in the comic at the at the thing <laughs> in their own little personal like you know way. Yeah, they all did get killed. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think like oh wait, the way I killed you is like I like shoved you in front of me, and there was like a guy with a knife, and he just stabbed you. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, mean, I remember the comic. Like, yeah, I it's good. Imagery, it's a really like... good comic. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I feel like it's one of my better ones. One of the ones I spent the most time on because my thing with drawing is like I have like probably ADD and I don't, I can't like focus. So a lot of my comics are like very poorly drawn and like quickly drawn. I think like I is this possible to get ADD the older you get? Because like 
I mean, so ADD is like an executive function problem. So yeah, like for various reasons, you could have be having poor executive function or just like poor ability to concentrate for like other reasons, it's not necessarily ADD. Like yeah. trauma can cause that too. Because like my comics, like I've been realizing that um, I'm like trying my best to like write them shorter and shorter because I just I can't I can't do a comic for that long. And then like when I'm done too, like there, I misspell things like really ridiculously. Like and I'll I'll be like looking at the word too because some words I'll be like I'm just gonna look it up and write it. You know what I mean? Like whatever um instead of being like overconfident in my spelling and I'll be like looking at it on my phone and drawing it at the same time and I'll still misspell it isn't that crazy I mean that happens to me with numbers jeez yeah anyway I I'm just getting dumber and I also like have a short I really don't want to be doing long comics I'm like trying to make them shorter and shorter so I mean I'm just saying Um, I connect with your teenage self thank you yeah yeah, um, you can try taking fish oil for your brain. Oh, yeah, I, I've heard about that. And the other thing um, that's super popular right now is, like, lion's mane. I've been putting lion's mane powder in my coffee as a type of mushroom. That's supposed to really help you. Um, you're, like, your nerves and your brain. Has that, have you, like, felt the effects of that? I think so, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel, like, less mentally dull. Like, and I think it's because of the number of things I'm doing, but I do feel like that does support it. Yeah. I, uh, oh God, I'm already taking so many supplements. It'll be funny to, like, add even more. I know. It's like, but listen, it tastes really, really good in coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. Oh. You could, um, you could put it, like, it tastes like mushrooms, so you could, like, incorporate it into soups. You could put it in your food, or you could just, like, make it. Okay. Um, there's capsules, too, but mine just happens to be a powder. Hmm. Yeah, that's something to think about. Um... So, should we get into our topic for today? Yeah, it's not. It's a topic, actually, that I'm not really that knowledgeable about, and I feel slightly bad I didn't research it, although that's the rules. I'm not supposed to Yeah, I mean, it. you never research it or um, know anything anyway. Like, this is not an educational podcast, you know? Um, but I did become aware of the girl you were talking about, and then I think the guy got, like, they found his body. Yeah, um... That was, like, so funny that... So, basically, we're talking about missing women. And uh, and and also, I'd like to, like, touch on, like, the missing white women syndrome. Have you heard about this? No, but, um, yeah, you just don't hear about missing black women. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, like, basically, missing white woman syndrome is, like, how like only white women get featured on the news and stuff like that when they yeah. go missing gotcha. and that pe- yeah. they capture people's more fascination more so than women of color. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I definitely think it's true. Um, I, yeah. oh, I already heard of this, just not called that. Yeah. I feel bad that, I mean, I'm a part of that audience that I have an inclination to be, more concerned or like you know what's this about a missing white woman than i am a missing woman of color well i mean thanks to things like uh you know the what what was that reagan thing the 
the welfare queen, like a lot of the stuff that was like put out throughout our lives as propaganda Mm -hmm. um, has made you think like, oh, well, she must have done something. She must have been a drug dealer. Yeah. She must have been an immigrant. But, like, you see, like, the white woman, and it's like, oh, like, the nice girl down the block. Like, that's always the story that goes with it on yeah. the news. So, like, yes, by our society, we fucking have been brainwashed to, to think those things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's tragic and disgusting. So, uh, and I, I did think it was funny that you didn't know who Gabby Petito was when I first was like, we should do an episode on nope. Gabby Petito. Um, you're no. funny because it was like all over the news, but you really avoided it. Uh, yeah, because there's I am going through times where like I am either doing minimal news or no news um, for like my own mental health because I get really really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's only like a certain amount I can take, and I guess at that time I really like to add on the news and like a week or two. Um, also, I feel like that's not probably like the news that my phone gives me, so. Yeah, I was not aware of it until you brought it up, and I had to like look it up and read about it. So, for um, possible people listening who don't know about the Gabby Petito case, uh, it was in late August. Well, actually, her parents officially like um, reported her missing on September eleventh, twenty twenty one, and she was on a cross country road trip aka they called it van life they were living in her van with her boyfriend um brian laundry and they were doing right, which is a white people thing too like yeah van life yeah like, we're not poor we're doing van life yeah black people don't go to national parks as much as much as white people do um and well, also i just feel like the posting on it like we live in a van like now that's cool yeah no and that's like been going on like yeah that whole like traveling in a van it is like more it's funny it's like more upper class um children yeah like children of privilege (laughs) i mean my impression well yeah they must have like i don't know my impression that they're they're not like they didn't come from like extremely rich parents but definitely like upper middle class I don't know. So could have probably got an apartment if they potentially wanted to, but chose to live in a van. Yeah, which like, is fine. Like they I'm were just saying, like not yeah. everybody has a choice. Some people have to live in a fucking van. No, totally. And also, like they were definitely like they lived at Brian's parents' house while they were working on the van. They weren't paying rent, I'm sure. So they probably saved up a lot of money that way to do the trip. Um, but, uh, and yeah, I'm sure her parents, their parents helped them along the way too and gave them money. But yeah, so there it's, I mean, I've never been able to do that, like to take months off to go travel. It is a very privileged thing to get to do. Um, and anyway, they were hitting up national parks and living in their van, very close quarters. And apparently, um, uh, they were they were beginning to fight like pretty badly and in any case uh brian returns home with the van without gabby on september 1st from the road trip and then from then on brian did not um report her missing or talk to her parents or anything like that 
and he was and he, and his parents he lives at home with his parents so his parents did, did also did not contact Gabby's parents or mm-hmm. contact the authorities and um a lo- like 10 days go by and Gabby's parents haven't heard from her and are asking the laundries where she's at and they're not saying anything um i know could you imagine if that was your daughter and this was like insane and apparently i also learned that um there was like a police report that apparently gabby's dad was like at their house the like day the night before they reported her missing and they wouldn't let him in he was he like and he doesn't live there he like went to their house like um he didn't live in this part of florida and uh-huh. he like went he made a trip to go there yeah he made a trip to was going on with his kid exactly Jesus. yeah because she was living there too and he hadn't heard from her no. and th- and they weren't answering his phone calls and shit which i think is like extremely fucked up that's fucking crazy i don't know how they could do that like, like what was going on no. in those like 10 days that could you imagine yeah and of course he went there of course he went there like i know guys that would go there with a fucking gun like yeah. are you kidding me um, yeah, and the police were called. Apparently, got pretty like heated. Anyway, then the next day, they the, like her parents reported Gabby missing, and and then the laundries immediately got a lawyer, and um, I think that's like I, I mean, me too. Like I get the whole white women syndrome thing, but I think what fascinated people about this is that all the evidence was there, and it was like playing out in real time in the news, like. So it was very easy to play, you know, armchair investigator, I guess that's what they call it. Like, it was very easy to play that. And not only that, like, they both had social media accounts that were, they they were documenting their trip. So you could, like, watch, like, this happening in real time. You could see what they were doing, like, a day before she disappeared. Um, which just like really, I think piques people's curiosities even more because they're like, I can figure out what happened here. Um, and then, and then of course, because also the laundries weren't talking. So I think that, I think they made a huge mistake there. I mean, I get, obviously he killed her. Okay. He's like, we'll get into that. Obviously he killed her and his parents, I think had to have known and oh yeah they were protecting like if they said anything it was like incriminating evidence you know um so that's like i mean that's a tricky thing like what do you do like i mean if your kid killed someone um i think they'd have to face consequences then also like they're in florida where there's the death penalty and stuff i don't know there's just like a whole lot of complicated um reasons where you think someone would make the decisions that his parents did which i think was the wrong one but uh then anyway to go on everyone's like watching the laundry's house at this point everyone's like um wondering where gabby is uh she's still missing and then um there was people other people like on social media that um like that were camping around near where they were so there was also like all these images to reference um and one of these people are these like youtubers 
and I don't, I'm not like getting into everybody's name. I forget their name, but th this is weird. There are these YouTubers that go on this like road trip every year because their son died like in a car accident, I think it was, or I don't know. They had a son that died at a young age. Um, like a, he was like 10 or 12 or something like that. And I think it was a car accident, but so they do this like road trip but they do it on YouTube as like influencers to like raise money for a foundation for their son. Okay. And they were at the Grand Teton National Park the day, the last day that Gabby was like seen alive. And they just happened to be recording while they were driving down this road and they spotted her van in, in their video. And this was before... Like, obviously, before she went missing, they had no idea. But then they saw on the news that, like, anybody has any information. They were like, wait, wow. we, we have this van in our video. Oh, so shit. we knew exactly where they were camping. So um, through that video footage, the FBI then searched that area. And that is actually where they ended up finding Gabby's body. Um, so she was clearly, I mean she was either murdered in the park there or um murdered somewhere else but her body was dumped there and like basically they saw like uh basically they recorded like where she died or where brian was like dumping her body which is like really yeah, creepy. like it was going on as they were there that is crazy yeah um and uh so, and, question what? yeah um do we know how she died? Like, obviously, they found her body. And my second yeah. question is, did they find her body before or after Brian disappeared? So, um, yeah, they... That is... I'm trying to remember the timeline. That is a good question. Because they found her body, I think it was September 17th. Yeah, no, Brian went missing before they found her body. That's, like, weird. Uh, I guess it's I mean, he... I think he was, like... Okay, the way they also her body wasn't buried. Um, her body was found so at that campsite where they the YouTubers recorded where the van was. Um, her body was found like maybe a hundred yards from that site, like in the middle of the wilderness. But she wasn't buried, so um, it seemed pretty hasty to me. And I'm figuring like. I'm wondering, like, if maybe it was, like, if he saw where that footage was, that this footage came out, where he yeah, was literally parked. Like yeah, he probably yeah, thought he then they're going to find her because that's exactly where I, I put her body. Um, but, yeah, he went missing. I think it was... Um, and, and this gets even crazier because, uh, yeah, okay, so he went missing... He went to this, um, what's the preserve called? Um, I don't remember. Like, I know what you're talking about, where they found them. Yeah. Some preserve in um, Florida. Um, the fuck was it called? Uh, who Who cares? Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's not, called, yeah, it's called the Carlton Reserve. Okay. It's called the okay. Carlton Reserve. It's like a 25,000 acre wildlife preserve in Florida. So he went out for, he was telling his parents he was going hiking and his parents said he left his phone and his wallet 
and he went to the park to go for a hike and that was on Tuesday, September 14th. And, um, he then like did, obviously did not come home Tuesday night. He didn't come home Wednesday night. And then apparently they went to go check on his car and there was a note from a, um, uh, national park from the national park or whatever from the ranger saying, we're going to tow your car. Uh And then they took the note. And they left the car because they weren't sure if he needed the car to get back at this point. And then Thursday, they went and got the car and took the car. And then Friday, they called and reported him missing. So their son, who's like most wanted, his face is everywhere on the news. Everybody knows who's wanted in the, well, he's not wanted in this murder, but like everyone's like, okay, what the hell? Yeah. They they let him just go for a hike without his cell phone or his wallet, and then they didn't report him missing for, like, four days. Yeah. Like, if that was your kid, wouldn't you be like, okay, yeah. I think he killed himself? Yeah, what? I think something bad happened. I think, like, I think, yeah, no, there's definitely something going on in that. Yeah, like, I wouldn't wait four days to, like, report them missing. Well, yeah, there's, uh, that's shady. Yeah. The whole thing is really shady. Um... And I, and like, even like before, whatever, I mean, it was, people were saying he went on the run, they were helping him on the run, which I understand why people would think that because it, that makes more sense that they were helping him go on the run than not report him missing. And just because, agreed yeah, that makes more sense, but no, they actually are that fucking crazy. They did not fucking report their son missing. I, I don't know. Because, um, anyway, uh, backtrack to her forward fast forward to now his body was found in the park like um, last week or on Friday I think it was the 21st of October so uh, and also the park was flooded at the time and and like so where they found his body was actually underwater and it had actually dried out and they were able to search the area um, oh gotcha and the other weird thing was it was the day a day his parents were like went on the search and they were only there for like five minutes and they found his parents found items of his and they found him like immediately like his parents knew where he was it was almost like they knew oh yeah wow yeah um because i didn't even think about it from that angle holy shit yeah because like they were like, oh, this is where he likes to hike. And I'm like, all this, like, and the other thing is, like, apparently they spent, like, something like $5 million, like, on this search. Like, his parents owe taxpayers a lot of fucking money. Um, It's just kind of, like, I mean, honestly, like, I think about the real fucking villain in this whole thing, and it's, like, Brian Laundrie's fucking parents. Because it's, yeah, I agree. it's pretty ridiculous. They covered um, up, like, everything. Yeah, they cut their son. Like, yeah, that's it. I mean, at the very least, they did not act on their son being missing in time to like potentially help him. No, it was. It's almost like they were like, knew he. Yeah, kill yourself. Like, oh my god, that's so crazy. But it is almost like they were like, yeah, you should kill yourself because maybe. uh, Yeah, because you know, know, like somebody who would like kill another person and question do we know like is it public knowledge do we know how she actually died yeah she was strangled which is a crime of passion So yeah 
Right. And I've heard, I the other, like, of the few articles I have read about it, like, there are apparently witnesses who saw them fighting and stuff. Yeah, and, well, sure. and that was the other thing. When she went missing, too, like, while she was, her body still wasn't discovered, this body cam footage from these police officers, because they were in a domestic dispute, like, on the August 12th, she went missing on the 27th. So, like, a week before she went missing, they were, um people had called 911 because they saw them fighting. Yeah, I mean... And, yeah, so, like, and apparently... And, you know, it really... I feel bad for those cops because I I watched the footage and basically they find her at fault for domestic violence Um, because, they first off, they separated them or whatever and, like, typical, like, asshole, he pretty much put all the blame on her and... Like, yeah, typical yeah. victim, she took all the blame. Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah. I, it was my fault. I was the aggressor. Like, she wasn't yeah. saying that he hit her or anything like that. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. It's so sad. And um, and then when they were, the police were getting witness reports, they only got a witness report at the time when they were interviewing Brian and Gabby, a witness report from somebody who said they, that they did not see him hit her. So, um, and this witness report kind of backed up with what Gabby was saying because Gabby, um, was hitting him, but obviously now in hindsight, it's more like in self-defense, but like then, yeah, yeah, like they were hitting each other. Right. Yeah. And, but relationships that are abusive and the one 911 caller though, that they didn't speak to at the time said that he saw Brian hitting her. And I think if they had gotten to talk to that person at that point in time, this would be a completely different story. Be- maybe, maybe not. Um, I mean, they separated it takes them. Takes a lot for someone to be uh, like for like to like you can have like guys try to kill women like, and it's like documented, and they still won't be able to like enforce a fucking restraining order on them, and they still like. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's really sad that um, domestic violence is what it is. Um, and it's both parties that are involved in this, like, toxic circle or cycle of violence between two people. I don't, yeah, it's sad. Um, and actually, there was, like, one... I saw one thing on a Reddit, like one of Brian Laundrie's ex-girlfriends was like commenting on his Instagram, like being like, you're a narcissist. I knew, knew you were like a fucking asshole or, you know, but basically like, yeah, apparently he's got like past relationships of women who were like, um, yeah, you're a complete narcissist and, um, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know how angry you could be at a person to fucking strangle them to death. It takes, like, Oh, um, I feel like, yeah, that would be a lot to um, actually kill someone by strangling them. Like, it would take a long time. They would be fighting. You would have to, like, continue to make that. It would take so long that you would have to continually be like, this is what I definitely want to do. Like, yeah. your brain would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, it's, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, so that's the tragic story of Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie. Um, they're both dead. I'm kind of like, 
I'm kind of like fine. I'm like good that he killed himself. I mean, I know people well, are like just to escape the consequences, and it is possible. Like if he was that, like if he was like quote a narcissist or something like that, like that came from his parents probably abusing him. Mm-hmm. So whatever happened between him and his parents, you know, like something happened, and um, plus obviously people were like posting shit on his social media, and he probably like. I mean, even though, like, obviously, if he killed her, he's a piece of shit, it doesn't necessarily, like, you were saying, it sounds like it's kind of passion, and they were in this relationship, and um, it maybe wasn't, like, premeditated, like, you probably didn't wake up that day and say, I'm going to kill somebody, yeah. so, like, I feel like the aftermath of that, like, psychologically would be really difficult, even if, like, you are a piece of shit, like, you still would feel guilty. Probably not what he wanted to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I imagine, and and that's the other thing why I can't believe his parents are like, yeah, go for a fucking hike. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. not. And then not saying anything when his fuck car, when his phone and wallet are in the car. Yeah, like, or when they weren't in the car, he left them at the house. Oh, I see. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But, yeah. like, and then you would let the car sit there for four days, I just don't. Like, I can see them maybe being like, already left this stuff here, he's on the run, like, whatever. But, like, I feel like at the point where you were realizing the car's been there for a couple of days, like, uh, Yeah, maybe they were in complete denial of, like, what was going on. I mean, that's also, like, you know, like, I feel like your son coming to me and, like, I killed my girlfriend would, like, break your fucking brain. Yeah. And you would be in shock and you would not be acting rationally either. Uh, well, apparently, too, they went on a little family camping trip when he got home. Too. Wow. Yeah. Um, so something was discussed on this camping trip. I don't, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Your son comes home without your girlfriend early from a trip. They were supposed to be coming back around Halloween, around now. Oh, and so it was like super early. Yeah. So he <laughs> came home super early without his girlfriend. Like, why would you be going on a camping trip with them? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, probably because there's no, like, Alexa, you know, or Google to listen to. Yeah. Do that. I don't know. Yeah, so, just, uh, sorry, I'm, like, tired. I need, I need to get, I need to take those supplements. Anyway, but, um, yeah, uh, this was, like, we, like, both Gus and I were, like, glued to updates on this like being like whatever and I just feel like for me um you know it's not a mystery you know I I, I, that's not like what fascinates me about it I think it's like just like how how quickly like a seemingly you know yeah, obviously an abusive relationship, but how quickly it could turn into like life or death. And it can happen to anybody. I really I don't think mm-hmm. this is something that's like outrageous. I think it's it very easily can happen to anyone. Um and I think that's You're like right. I think that's what like I think that's what women are most fascinated by in these like missing women pers- cases or you know true crime shows. I think it's because women identify with the victims and like and 
obviously like if in a situation like that is it going to be the guy or the girl who's going to die like it's mostly you know the female yeah the smaller person but um and i think women are fascinated by that as a way to like educate themselves that it wouldn't happen to them to avoid it or um as a way as like a gross voyeur being like Mm. it's not them in a gross voyeuristic way um and yeah so anyway um i feel bad for being into the gabby petito case as a white woman i also though at the same time when i see people going on social media like um talking about how if it was a black woman this or if it was a person of color or or, there was also like something came out like uh something like around that area like 500 indigenous women have gone missing and i've actually read about this before um that there is like this phenomenon of um women going missing off of reservations that's like astounding yeah it's pretty crazy and no one talks about it. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, no one talks about it. Um, well, and I think partly, too, because, like, the reservations are, like, op- like not a part of the United States. Like, United States, yeah. So. They're not, like, it's like different laws. Yeah. yeah, so I think there might be also, like, a paperwork problem there, too. Um, well, also, the people that, they, they might want to keep that to themselves. Like, the people that live on that, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? They might want to just like a like a fucking dysfunctional family like like my laundry's parents. Yeah, there's like, a lot more like know. people are I like it's them. because you don't care about indigenous women. I think there's a lot more going on there than yeah, than sure. that than simply that. Yeah. Um is that there's I don't know if there's much that law enforcement in the United States can do about it. Um right. Right. I don't really understand that dynamic to like really get into it but in any case that was like one thing that people were saying through this i was like wow and um uh there's also like a side like on the side really kind of funny but i've heard about the indigenous women going missing because also it's kind of like it's like a side story on the television show yellowstone with kevin costner that i watched which is like a pretty it's like a really horrible television show, but it's like a, a soap opera western, and I love it. Okay. And they uh-huh. actually do a th- a side story on how on indigenous women going missing because it's like, um, you know, it's a western, so there's Native Americans in it. Anyway, but um, I would though when I would see that on the timeline, kind of get like pissed off. I would be like okay, fine, you really need to take this time to make your like social media like um political stance whatever virtue signaling when like a young woman's been like fucking murdered and her body's like in the middle of the fucking desert being eaten by animals right now like you have to make this point it's fucking annoying i mean you're right (sighs) um because i mean everyone's right you're right people are right people women of color do not get featured as much. And even if they do Every get... Every single fucking one matters. Every single fucking one yeah. that we talked about, like, this one does, but it doesn't make her life any less. Yeah, it doesn't make her life any less valuable or, or like, a reason to, like, get up on a soapbox. But, like... Um, or, or also, yeah, like... I'm talking about all of them. <laughs> right. I, I mean, someone tweeted, too, that I thought it was funny. It was, like, 
Imagine you go on a trip, road trip with your boyfriend and you get fucking murdered and then someone on Twitter, like, and everyone on Twitter is complaining that, like, you're a white woman. Like, imagine that happening to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, if you were a ghost watching over this, being like, dude, I got fucking murdered and I'm still a privileged white woman. I got fucking yeah, murdered. Well, yeah, you can't be a victim if you're white, so. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like, there's a, yeah, a lot, it, it just the whole, oh, 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 oh. I was like, also yeah, thinking you're like. It's not wrong to say that, like, it's not wrong, but like, it's also not right. Like, nobody should be put in the position where if they're victimized, that it doesn't matter. Nobody. And also, like, I was thinking of uh, Twin Peaks. Which is, Twin Peaks is totally about this. It's about the mystique and fascination surrounded by a murdered white woman. Well, yeah, a and beautiful... I've only seen, like, that first episode, but it, that's what that whole first episode is about. Like, they're all, like, crying. Well, I mean, like, and that's, like, also for, like, a hit TV show. I mean, that's why everyone yeah. was fascinated with it. But, it, no, it go, the, the mystery of, like, who murdered her never really, well... It's not supposed to ever get solved. It's just continually dragging you along. But like you're, everyone is so captivated by the murdered white woman that you could go on for years and years and years on this, and it'll get people will watch it. And and that's like I think the major critique of Twin Peaks, like what it's about, like is what American audiences love to watch. And it's the endless soap opera of the murdered, beautiful, murdered white woman. Um, it's fucked up, but that's American culture. Right. Uh, OJ and fucking Nicole. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nicole and really... that was just, like, put out there. You know what I mean? That was just, like, accentuated because he was black, like... Yeah. I mean, yeah, Nicole really got the short end of the fucking stick there. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you you read the uh, book Bitch by Elizabeth Wurzel? Oh my god, yeah, I had yeah. that book. I remember it. I think I yeah. borrowed it from you and read it. I had it when we lived together. I like don't even remember it, but yeah, I had that book and I remember what the cover looked like. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, kind of, that book, like, spiraled. I, I wasn't expecting it, but it, like, spiraled into the O.J. and Nicole case. And, and basically how, like, Nicole Simpson was, like, fucked over in life and in death because it became, like, a political, um, like, an identity politics of, um, you know, yeah. O.J. Simpson being a black man. And yeah. because he was a black man, he got away with her murder. And it's, like, a really controversial, fucked up thing to say, but it's it's actually, it's true. Like, he fucking murdered her. And he got away with it because of the racism that was going on in the police department and in Los Angeles at the time. And like after the L.A. riots happened, the jury pretty much were like gave it to him because he was black man, made him innocent. Um, but he I mean, but he wasn't innocent. I mean, and Elizabeth Wurzel makes it like very clear in this book, like he was not innocent. I mean, and it was, like, clear as, I mean, there was domestic violence in that relationship leading up to her death that it was, like, really fucking obvious that he did it. Yeah. Um, kind of like this Brian Laundry case. But, uh, which I kind of was, like, I, then from then I was, like, we should talk about missing women in Delaware County. Yeah. 
um, which are like women of color, um, primarily, actually. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I just like did like a recent search. This is just like recent stuff. Uh, so, uh, Denisha Robinson, this is very recent and, uh, this was August this year. So Denisha went to work on Friday, August 6th at Papa John's located, located at the 4,500 block of Edgemont Avenue in Brookhaven. And she was, Oh my God, that's, yeah, I know exactly what it is. You know, yeah, she was supposed to work from one to 9 p.m. And records show Robinson clocked in at 106 and clocked out at 246 without telling anyone that she was leaving. And her phone has been turned off since she left work. And that was the last time anyone had seen her. Um, Well, oh wait, her vehicle was last seen in the area of 22nd and Edgemont Avenue in Chester. Robinson is described as five foot six, five foot seven, with black hair and brown eyes. <clears throat> and she's a black woman. I mean, that doesn't say that in the description. Um. Anyway, uh, that I mean, that's like it on Denisha. Let me see if there's yeah. more about her, but I think that's that's it. She's missing. It was probably, it was on the news once. Um, and that everyone's kind of the last thing. <clears throat> anyone's posted. Talk about that. But yeah, like, what can you do? Because you don't know, like, you don't know if she chose to leave. You don't know. Literally, and it's just, like, dead. It's just, like, nothing. I think that's probably what is the most frustrating for people who have uh, a missing loved one in the Gabby Petito case. Because, like, what Gabby Petito got was basically her body probably would never have been found Mm -hmm. Um, if it wasn't on the news constantly and people were obsessed with it. And the news will, will play what gets views. And, you know, everyone was obsessed with it. So they just kept on updating it. And if they like, and I think that's what's frustrating. Like, I mean, even for me is like, I'm searching. Okay. So Denisha Robinson, that's like a really uninteresting, uh, sort of catch that article, not really saying much about her life. Like first, like why, why are you just giving your, okay, fine. You're giving me facts of last, last year's senior. I don't know anything about her life. Yeah, where'd she live? Did she have a boyfriend? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't like, know any other fucking, shit. Like, was she into drugs? Was she into crime? Was she, like, somebody who associated with people like that? Or did she just, like, have a stalker at Papa fucking John's? Right. And... Or like, did she, like, was she running away from something? Like, was she running away from an abusive man? And, and, you know what I mean? Was she running? Who knows? Um, so, okay, so now I'm on this, like, web, this, um, website called Web Sleuths, where people are talking more, um, so people are thinking she could have gotten in a car accident. There was actually, I don't know if you remember this, but recently there was a girl who went missing 
who's uh was in the northeast philadelphia and it was on the news and people were like really like into it um hold on let me see if i can get her name Yeah, it was a Bucks County woman. Cassandra Johnson. I don't remember if you saw. This was like really big on the news. Like, cause she, she went missing and it was like, people were like, what? Cause she was like, went to a bunch of clubs in Old City and she was staying with a friend in the Northeast apparently. And people were like, what happened? Um, and then it turns out that she, um, her car was found here's her car was found in a brush near Woodhaven Woodhaven and Roosevelt Boulevard which is like this sharp curve so like she was driving home from this place um it was the next day you know she's probably tired maybe hungover and she went like there was this sharp curve she went over the guardrail and in these trees down into a creek and she died in this car accident but nobody saw her car right there was no sign there was no clear sign of a car accident so nobody like saw it or noticed it until yeah until a couple days later so she had actually died in a car accident um but yeah so people were saying whatever um so okay and this was people were saying more about her shift okay so wait this original thing said she was supposed to work from 1 to 9 p.m. And this person's saying her shift is... I find it creepy to be working a shift ending at such a desolate time while possibly being the only employee on the premises. The wooded park directly behind the building raises my hackles. I hope the building has security camera, but also that Denisha wasn't working alone. The images I'm finding on Google Maps and Earth date from 2019 and show what looks like a former convenience store. Uh, whatever, yeah, this person's like... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was 3 p.m., not 3 a.m. This person thought it was 3 a.m. Oh. Yeah, no, it sounds like she fucking, like, clocked in. And she clocked out early. And, half and left, and, yeah, just left in the, the beginning of her shift in the middle of the afternoon, in the middle of the day. Oh, wait. Like, it's weird. You know what I mean? It's weird that she clocked out. Hold on. That's so- what's weird to me. Hold on. I think they found her. Oh. This is Denisha from Edgemont, or Edgemont, Yeah, wait, no. Then it took me to this weird. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing is that she clocked out at all. Wait, okay, case closed. Missing person has been located and is safe. The Fulcroft police are asking for assistance in locating. Okay, wait. But there's nothing. They don't say anything. Huh. Anyway, well, anyway, she's just, been. Maybe she just fucking her car was down in Chester, and she just like left early to go fucking do something, <laughs> and no one knew where she was. That's what's crazy. Is like a lot of the time the person probably just like goes and does something, and no one knows where they are. And that's why it's like so hard to find actual people that shit happened to, like to get the. Well, you think the news would that. update that, like? Could you imagine being... Okay, so, all right, Denisha Robinson... It's no fun 
if she's <laughs> fine. There's no bloody murder. Like, there's... They're not going to make any money off of that shit. Can you imagine being this person, though? Like, if I was Denise Robinson, I would be like, someone update the Google search that I'm found. (laughs) Right. All right, fine. All right, Denisha Robinson has been fucking found. Some some drama obviously happened there. Anyway, well, you know what? It's funny, like, uh, like, um, because she probably quit her job on a whim. And they were, and everyone was like, everyone was like, she's got to be fucking missing. I mean, maybe she quit her job and, like, went on, like, a drug binge for three days. And then that's probably what happened. All right. Well, here's another. Okay. Here's another person. This is a white woman. Okay, everyone. So, and nobody gives a shit. So, I guess white woman syndrome isn't um, that. 100%. 100%. Well, it's not all white women. It's just white women. Well, I think it's white women of a certain class. So Rachel Harvitz is from Upper Darby. So nobody cares about oh, yeah. missing Upper Darby women. Well, and that's the thing. Like, in Delaware County, too, a lot of people are involved with drugs. And, I mean, I know people that went missing and ended up just being found in Kensington dead. Like, I literally know yeah. people, personally, who got attacked. And their families are just like, oh, she's probably dead in Kensington because they know that the person's on drugs. But the, then the problem with that is that, like, everyone just, like, assumes that. Like, oh, could have been drugs. Well, the other thing, too, well, that's... The, how many bodies could there be in Kensington? Like, Jesus. Like, people die in Kensington all the time. I mean, it's, just, it's like a place where people go to shoot up. It, it's all the time. But wouldn't they find your body, though, eventually? Yeah. That, oh, that's, yeah, they, like, the, there's one girl that I knew that was just, like, in an alley. She, she died in an alley. She died yeah. in an alley. Yeah, heroin addiction is very fucked up. Oh. Yeah, she just. I mean, that she she was someone who uh, like was in recovery and went went back and forth. And this one time she left and she went and yeah, and she died. Um. Okay. So and, Rachel. Uh, I think it took, took a couple of days to find her. The big number. I mean. They have to go clean up that area sometimes like that. Um, okay, well, Rachel Harvitz um, went missing Sunday, September 17th, 2021. So like a month ago. Yeah. Um, and once again, really not interesting article at all. Says absolutely nothing about her life or anything. But I actually, so I'm, I'm annoyed because before I started this episode, I had all these tabs open and shit. Um, and so I had like information, but then I lost all my tabs. Okay. But again, on this web sleuth thing. So Rachel though, uh, Harvitz, uh, hung out with like criminal people and she also has priors. Um, mm, criminal yeah. offenses. Uh, yeah, so that so, makes everyone be like, then it's her fault. Yeah, because, well, so uh, it says she's got a number of arrests, jail time, and probation, but they all date back to 2014, 2015. It was DUI, drugs, conspiracy, receiving stolen property, forgery, forgery and theft. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so she's probably in Kensington. <laughs> maybe, or maybe it's her. She's just involved with people. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what sucks. And then everyone's like, well, it's her fault. Like, uh, oh, 
it's very fucking sad. And that's what happens when you live that lifestyle, unfortunately. It's like a lot of people just end up dead. Okay, wait. This is saying... Oh, this is everyone just talking about her court. Okay, oh, wait. On. She's been located. Oh, that's good. All right, never mind. She's not missing either. Let's see. Let's see where she was located. This is like a court thing. What, like the website? Yeah. I don't. This is fucking confusing. I can't find any information more on her. Once again, if I was fucking missing and then I was found, I think I would like try to be like, can you like, like say that I'm found? Right. Like it's like how people like want to check out on Facebook. Like we're safe after the mass shooting. Um, Mm, nothing more. Someone posted here. <clears throat> Gone missing in Upper Darby is not cool. I love it because that's my fucking neighborhood. Like, I'm from Upper Darby. Oh. That's, like, great. Like, cause if, I, if it was ever, like, Upper Darby native, or incoming, just if your people would be like, oh, she's from Upper Darby. Oh, probably drugs. <laughs> oh okay so this person is saying oh no this is saying that she's alive because she's was present on a court date Oh, I see. Gotcha. So she showed up for her. like. Her yeah, support. she showed up for... Her. She So basically, she got arrested. Mm. Um, this is disorderly contact, physically aggressive towards a police officer, mm. possession with intent yeah. to manufacture or deliver possession of marijuana. So she's in jail right now. Anyway, all right. Gotcha. So, so she was probably like hiding and then what that got. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. This is a really sad case, actually, because I know she's not missing, but um, this was a missing pregnant woman. And uh, she's from Delaware County, was found, she was found dead in a wooded area of southwest Philadelphia Monday night. Jesus. The victim's boyfriend is now a person of interest. So uh, this is Deanna Bryce. Uh, she's from Lansdowne. And she went missing on March 30th, 2021. Um, yeah, she was 14 weeks pregnant. Ugh. And the boyfriend totally fucking did it. Because, so anyway, this is again, like, he was like, the mother was trying to get in touch with him last he saw her. And he was being like, I haven't seen her. Or like, I have nothing to do with her. Like, he was like acting really... Um, standoffish and now he's missing 
and wanted oh, by go. wanted by the FBI. Um, so let's see. So yeah, his name's Justin Smith. I think I have his thing up. Yeah. So now he's wanted. His name's Justin Smith for the murder, first degree murder of unborn child, arson, firearms violation, abuse of a corpse, tamper with evidence, criminal conspiracy. Um, and he is a black male, five eight. And uh, 160 to 180 pounds, mm -hmm. and he's from Greensboro, North Carolina. So I'm assuming he's somewhere there. Yeah, probably went back. So it's much easier, I guess, to be on the run for fucking murdering your pregnant girlfriend if you're not splattered all over the news. I I I think it's insane that people can fucking murder people and then be have their face on the like what where is this guy like are you how the hell can he get away with this i don't know but we're making sure to like arrest nonviolent drug offenders so we're you know doing a good job um so his car was found burned Jesus. Oh man, I just feel like if like something like that happened, the best thing is just keep your mouth shut, clear the fuck up, and turn yourself in. Like if you would do something like that, they confused. Yeah, I mean, how do you get a job? Like, how do you go on the? I don't know how you could go on the run. I I just. Maybe well, he's dead. Already, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who the fuck knows? Maybe he left the country. Um, <clears throat> the next missing person, and this is someone I've actually talked about here on before on the podcast when we were, I was talking about a, this body that was found in Ridley Creek State Park, and they still haven't ID'd it. Um, and I just find it so sad that someone can go out in the middle of the woods and die and no one knows who they are. Um, yeah. And that that body still has not been, been ID'd, but I definitely think, I mean, people are like saying it was a homeless person, but I'm also like, how does a homeless person get like hang out and go to Ridley Creek State Park? I mean, it's kind of like out there. I mean, I guess you could take the bus or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, they might live there. I feel like if I was homeless, like a, a park would be like a good option. It's in nature. Um, it's not like you can hide. They, you but can, the like, body was also found with like the body was found with like empty pill bottles and a box cutter and a box cutter. Well, I'm thinking they either they like took a bunch of pills and slit their wrists or something. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the person was probably trying to not come back. Um, the body was find, found skeletonized. And I guess I'm like, part of me is like, um, dental records, can't use dental records. But I guess like if a person was not initially. Um, you didn't go to the dentist, how are you going to have dental records? Well, there's that. But also if they weren't reported missing, like wh who you have to have a name to compare to find a dental record. 
Like, you know, and I guess if there's missing persons, that's something the police can do. They go through missing person files and compare, they can compare dental records that way, I guess. But that's insane. Wow. That's like a lot of work. <laughs> I can't imagine how many hours that would take. I mean, isn't there like DNA in the bones? They, I remember reading about this too, and they like studied the bones. They could like tell from your bones what region of the country you're from. Um, but yeah, no, they, I mean, I guess so, but you have to have DNA to compare it to. Like when they, when they right, do right. that, it's like they're comparing it to somebody. Yeah, so if it's not in there. I mean, they could probably have the DNA for the bones, but it doesn't mean anything because it's still anonymous DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but anyway, people at the time were thinking it was this missing woman, um, her name, she's from Drexel Hill, or her name is Amanda DeGuillo, and, um, she, well, this article's from May 2018, she went missing June 3rd, 2014, um, so in 2018, she would have been 28 years old, now she'd be... 31 um and she walked out of her mother's home in Drexel Hill and left all her belongings and her two small children behind oh god police say she became addicted to painkillers after a procedure and later turned to heroin police now That's she what happens. yeah police now believe she was the victim of foul play upper darby police superintendent michael chitwood said the department has essentially reopened the case saying this is no longer appears to be a missing person case. He said invest investigators now believe they have to find a body. Um, I've assigned two detectives to work around the clock to do what they initially did, the missing person investigation. Now they're going to do a foul play investigation. Her mother, Joanne, is begging for anyone with information about her daughter's disappearance to come forward. There is somebody out there that knows something and to not come forward in four years how do you have a heart she said she has two children that need to know where their mom is whether she's alive or not um anyway but it's time now somebody knows something and we're hoping that one person will answer our prayers i don't know and i feel bad saying this too but she's probably in kensington <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's, it's, like, really sad, but, like, yes, in Delaware County, drugs are very prevalent, um, and just in, especially just the United States, like, yeah, that's a lot of people get hooked on different medications, especially opiate painkillers, and that, like, and then your body is addicted, and it gets taken away, and then, or people can't afford it, and they go from the pills to heroin, and then all of a sudden, like, not just are you doing heroin, which like you can easily overdose, but now you are dealing with, like you're going to shitty neighborhoods, you're dealing with criminals, you're dealing with violent people, like you're dealing with people whose like lifestyle is breaking the law and then that becomes your lifestyle and it just like spirals and like now you're addicted to heroin and your brain is not thinking right and like yeah, it's a very easy and I don't feel like I don't feel like, oh, yeah, because they went missing. It's probably drugs, but, like, it happens all the time mm -hmm. with drugs. Like, it's just, and it's people, it's not, you know, what we were told a drug addict looks like. It's just your neighbor down the street who, like, has back problems and two kids and a family that loves them. And it fucking burns you down. Like, it takes you out.
Um, so then there, there's an updated article from June 2021. So I do have to say, so Amanda DeGuillo is a white woman. So maybe that's why she has so much um, coverage. <laughs> that's fucked but, up. Man. Because like, it, it's been updated over the years. But I also credit that probably to her parents too. Her, her, her mom, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway... So, uh, what happened to Amanda DeGuillo? It's the question her family is still asking seven years after she disappeared without a trace. Police hope new attention can help them break the case. Amanda uh, DeGuillo disappeared when she was 24 years old. She was last seen at her home in Upper Darby on June 3rd, 2014. She left without her cell phone, credit cards, or a change of clothes. She doesn't drive and no one knows how she left. That is weird. Um, Amanda was a mother, she was a sister, she was a daughter, and we want the public to know we're still actively working it, and we'll never stop working it. Hopefully we can bring peace to the family. I mean, honestly, if it was drugs, she probably got in someone's fucking car over the drugs. Yeah. Hmm. Police like, investigated uh, a reported sighting of DeGuillo years ago in Kensington, who turned out oh, to be, who, well, it turned out to be someone else. Um, Doguio's family said she'd never leave her two young daughters willingly. I mean, drugs are, like, fucking crazy, though. Yeah. Heroin, like... do things they would not do. Um, we need to know... It takes, takes, like, your life away. Like, your brain, like, doesn't care about anything other than that anymore. It, like, can't. It's very, very fucked up. Yeah. Like, your brain can't love anymore. Your brain can't connect anymore. You can do things you would never, ever Um, yeah, they're basically putting that, putting her face out there and being like, hopefully somebody knows something. Hopefully somebody does. But, but yeah, it's crazy so. too. Cause like, you know, she could have like disappeared for a while, went on a bench, felt ashamed and then like, I'm not going home. Like who the fuck knows? Um, well, and there's certainly enough information out here though. If they found a body in Kensington, they would have linked it up to her by now yeah i mean yeah i mean someone could have just killed her and hit the body or she could have been going to get drugs from someone shot up with them it would be and they freaked out and like all kinds of shit can happen like you're not you're really really playing with your life you're doing this kind of jobs like people die all the time and people who do those kind of jobs like see people die and they don't it's like they their brain doesn't care anymore you know what i mean it's just about like them not getting caught and being not being associated with what happened like so yeah really that opiate problem if that was addressed would probably help with a lot of these issues people um yeah, so if anyone's seen Amanda DeGuillo, she has brown hair, blue eyes. I think she's like, what? Of course, there's, there's no description here. There's I mean, no- you know what could possibly help? Fucking safe injection sites where people can go so that they're not doing drugs in an alley in Kensington and like don't have to necessarily 
um, go to like a murderer to get their drugs. Like, yeah, I think that's like a big part of it. Yeah, because like people that are drug dealers are like really fucked up people, and mm-hmm. um, you're really putting yourself at risk in, in that sort of way. Uh, and it's like also as a person, like someone you might have someone who just grew up like never committing a crime, and then maybe they do like get addicted to Percocet because they had an operation, and then maybe for whatever reason they end up like getting addicted to heroin now you're a criminal all of a sudden you're a criminal and all of a sudden you're associating with criminals and like there's like a lot of shame with that too and then that like makes the whole addiction work it was crazy Mm -hmm. and then people do like run away because of that people leave their families because of that and disappear and no one knows where they are uh it says here she's five two ways Weighing around 120 pounds with brown hair and blue eyes. So. I hope she gets down. Um, according, oh, here's another thing. According to police, DeGuio was possibly involved in prostitution and posted on sites such as Backpage using the names Gianna, Ariana, or Crystal. Wow, that's even, Jesus. This girl's in a lot of fucking trouble. She's like addicted to heroin and into prostitution, so... Gotta get money somehow through heroin. Um, I also feel like too, like again, like a woman with this background, kind like not even just like I'm not even saying this is a white woman, but um, I think you hear all of this stuff too, and you go, well, she's dead. She did it mean, herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like she yeah she was living a lifestyle that was dangerous. Like blah blah blah. Like this okay, is we can blame the victims some fucking more, but cool. Yeah, I mean, this is a person people aren't going to, like, really yeah. get into. Because they're like, you know, um, she's kind of did it to herself. Because she's involved in this shit. That's what sucks, is like, yeah, I mean, probably didn't help. I mean, you could say the same and, thing about Gabby and Petito. And there's like a 50% chance that she chose to leave. Like, when you see that stuff, it's like, well, did she choose to, you know, she was already doing all these other things, like, what was really going on? Maybe she never, you know what I mean? Maybe her mom is being like, yeah, she would never leave her kids, but maybe she fucking would. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, those are, I mean, I, I guess I could keep Googling missing, those were, like, the top most recent missing women in Delaware County. Um, and that one... And actually, so literally out of all of that, one woman woman is actually still missing. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I mean, Amanda looks like somebody we would go to Prendy with, you know. She yeah. probably she probably she went from, to Prendy. From my neighborhood. Um, and yeah, fucking opioids addiction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically what happened to her is she had a surgery and got hooked on opioids and then went into heroin. Sad. Super common story. Um, it's almost like, too, what's really crazy about it is that we don't really, we don't really need that heavy of, of pain medication half the time. Like, or, or like anyone, I think it's literally was like, should be 
like cancer patients or something or end of life shit. Like people going in for like leg surgery or a broken arm or, you know, like don't need Percocets. Right. Or like if you have like chronic pain, um, there, I think that's why it's good that like marijuana is become, I I feel like you're not supposed to say marijuana. Cannabis is becoming legalized like for people who have chronic pain because it's just not going to. Even though it's been like put out there, like this is a gateway drug. Like no, like a, a gateway drug is fucking Percocet. Like somebody who has a back yeah. problem, like maybe they just like need to be on a low dose of like cannabis or something. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, I've there's smoked weed. That you can do. I've smoked weed my whole life, and I was never like, maybe I should try heroin. It's not <laughs> the same. It's just it doesn't work the same way. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't. Um, but. I, yeah, I just, I think it's disgusting how much the opioid or opiate, whatever the fuck, the, you know, Sackler family has, like, Mm -hmm. fucking killed so many people. And they're billionaires. they're responsible for a lot of deaths. Yeah, like, I mean, I was listening to, like, an NPR episode or somewhere. I don't know if it was NPR. But um, is about... um, people like drug addiction through um percocets and stuff like that and like one an oxycontin an oxycontin yeah like candy for yeah basically just synthetic heroin and it really it tracked down like how people were rewarded for selling a lot of it to doctors doctors were rewarded for prescribing it and like a lot of people were making a lot of fucking money and then it also showed like um, how it was abused in like lower income um, communities more so than in um, rich people communities. But and then it also talked to like people who have gotten into drug addiction through um, this drug. And one interesting thing I just remember was the guy, one of the people was like, I was in the hospital for like a knee surgery or something like that. And, um, he was nervous about taking like an opioid for pain. And he was like, um, oh, well, why can't I take this? Like, it was something like an 800 milligram, like ibuprofen. Yeah. Yeah. Ibuprofen. Why can't I take this? Oh, well you can, but it costs like $600 a pill. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so the opiate medication was cheaper. For yeah. Well, there was some kind of, it's also with, it's like in the healthcare system, like that this ibuprofen, which is totally non-addictive for some reason is like really fucking expensive and not covered by health insurance. But then this is like, I there is like, it is like a weird, like fucked up capitalism is fucking evil conspiracy going on there with how this went down. Because, yeah, you can take, like, fucking ibuprofen for pain, and it's not addictive. Yeah, you can. And it's, the thing is, like, though, too, it's like the, the doctor could have been, like, go to the go to the supermarket and take four of the ones that you buy that are 200 dollars Like, I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, like, messing up whatever, but what the special ibuprofen pill was. But basically it was ibuprofen, mm. and it's not addictive. Um, gotcha. And obviously it's not over-the-counter kind of situation. Um, but, um, but it was, it is, I essentially, it was ibuprofen, but, um, it's yeah, more expensive uh, in the hospital. Maybe it was like an IV drip or something. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I actually, you know? yes, if he was hospitalized, then yeah. he wouldn't have a choice. Oh, my God. Whoa, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, so... I, I, yeah, it's, it's really fucked up. I mean, they're even talking, like, too, like, coming out, there's, like, you could take a pill for COVID that, like, makes it go away in a day or something like that, and, um, and the pill, they're trying to charge, like, something like $700, $800 a pill, right? And the really fucked up part about it is that, um, and it's, like, a 40% markup of what the pill is worth is what this company is doing. And the really fucked up part about it is that taxpayer money paid for it to be made for, for their research. So the government paying for it would be socialism. Yeah. But, but we paid for its research and now this company is allowed to like price gouge us. So like, it's really fucked up. Um, but apparently there's, there is a law and I forget what the fucking, I forget everything cause I'm fucking stupid, but there is a law that the government has in place where if we paid for the research and the funding, like if it had government funding to be made, then they're not allowed, we could like dispute it and they're not allowed to price gouge us, but the government has to take the step to like sue them or take them to court or something like that. And our awesome government isn't what? Probably not. I mean, it's still in the works. I mean, this is all happening right now. So it, per, perhaps our government still like will say something and use this law as a point in that they're not allowed to raise this price this much. It depends on how much people make a stink, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, capitalism sucks. Have you seen Squid Game yet? Yes, so good. Yeah, I mean, it really, so like, it's it really slaps you in the face with the, you know, capitalism so sucks. Good. But um, I, th- I found it really therapeutic to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, anyway, I, I, I don't know what else to talk about missing women anymore. I don't, what, do you have anything you want to add to this? Not really. I just think it's like, it's just really sad. Um, it's sad all the ways that it can happen. And it's sad that um, it's so hard to even have. Some, I think it's like really like a process to even have someone like declared missing and they have to be like missing for quite a while. And, um, and a lot of that is because like there's so many reasons that people go missing. And a lot of the time, like they just leave. Or it has to do with drugs or crime or whatever, and then like you have victim blaming, and um, yeah, it sucks. And like as an individual, it's frustrating that there's really nothing that I feel like I can do about it. Um, and as a woman, you know, it's terrifying because like yes, you could you could just be at work and um, something fucking happens and you're gone mm-hmm. and, and someone took you. <laughs> like that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing that has, has been really common thread throughout all these cases that we talked about today is that pretty much the variables are it's your, it's someone, you know, domestic violence is how, whatever it goes down and, or it's drug abuse Yeah. or like being involved. And those things can go hand in hand a lot of the time too. Yeah. Because like, a lot of the time if there's drugs, you know, like that's when shit gets violent and out of hand. Yeah. 
And um, like, also you have potentially someone who like a woman who's vulnerable and vulnerable women are attracted to drugs and attracted to abusive men mm-hmm. and abusive men are attracted to vulnerable women and will use drugs to keep them under control and keep them from fighting back. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just fucked up. And I can, I seriously can relate being in an abusive relationship. I mean, um, I don't think it got it to an extent to what, you know, obviously I'm alive and well, but like, I get what it's like to be in this like viciously toxic relationship that you can't get out of. Yeah, and not be able to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and still feel like in love with a person, even though they're horrible to you. Um, yeah it's and so like i mean it's like being um it's like being slow i guess it's like being slowly strangled by like a snake you know yes and i've heard also the uh people it's like a frog in a pot of boiling water like a frog in a slowly heating up pot of water yeah it's once you realize it it's too late yeah it's like you're being smothered or something yeah it's like being smothered and slowly being killed and not realizing it it's it's so fucking sad but um and a lot of times when you get out of relationships like that you need to like i mean you move away you change your whole fucking life um yeah because your brain doesn't your brain believes that you love the person it's like it's just like a drug addiction yeah like your brain believes that you like that that you need that like cycle they um, become your whole you, life you become addicted to it it's like it's like it's similar to like the drug addiction process in your brain um and that was actually one thing too like that was signaled in uh gabby and brian's relationship is that he think about it he moved her away from her family and mm, isolating and she he cut her off from her friends mm-hmm. like that's like really telltale signs that you're about to go into a really dark road with someone like i mean you're right about that you if someone is telling you that um your family and friends are bad for you that's your that's your like first fucking red flag right there like you need your family and friends um Mm -hmm. not one person can be your whole world that's not the way it works um it's not a healthy relationship (sighs) so anyway all right well i wanted to talk to you more maybe for our exclusive patreon episode Okay. Um, but I guess, you know, signing off two hoes from Delco, I'll see you at Wawa. Bye. You have to say see you at Wawa too. This was really not a funny See you at Wawa. This was really not a funny podcast. Episode, um, <laughs> I, I hope I see you at Wawa. Two hoes. Yeah, two hoes. I hope I see you at Wawa. Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Oh, yeah, it's a whorehouse on the hill. Two
podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, it's a four house on the hill. Two house. house on the hill. Two house. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna want to be up in that shorts.
podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, it's a four house on the hill. Two house. house on the hill. Two house. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.